0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a series titled Fight Club where we are encouraged to fight for our masculine heart. Does it bother you when people don't keep their word, back out on commitments that they made to you, lie to you, cheat you, talk behind your back? Does it bother you when people shirk their responsibilities, do a poor job, and don't care about their own work? All of these things is a lack of character. Why can't our world develop character in people anymore? Well welcome to The Salty Pastor where we study the Bible on Tuesdays in order to discover authentic biblical principles and on Thursdays we use those principles to try and figure out what in the world is going on in this world. My name is Jesse Mayer, I'll be your host and we can't do the show without our very own Salty Pastor, Dr. Douglas
1: Peake. Oh, greetings everyone. You know the New Testament has a tremendous amount of teaching, guidance, instruction on how men can find their masculine heart and in order to discover it, you're going to have to fight for it. It just doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by default or happenstance. It's actually something you need to intentionally struggle to discover, for it is in the fighting for it that you discover it and embrace what I call your authentic masculine self.
0: So this is one of the things I'm, uh, I'm focusing on, how we discover who we are as men only when it, it only happens when we intentionally fight yeah. for who we're meant to be, right? Right, right. Um, Jesus brings us back to life and gives us opportunity. But Fight Club is how we discover our authentic masculine heart. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we're really talking about. And last week we discussed and focused on the battlefield of the male sex drive and how it's a gift from God with a specific intent. The battle is for men to keep their sex drive in line with the purpose for which God gave it to them. Mm -hmm. So what is the battlefield that we'll be discussing today?
1: Well, I think the the second biggest battlefield out there for men, you know, first it starts with this this, uh, understanding your sex drive because it's such a predominant drive within you and can bring a lot of misguidance if you're not taking it seriously and fighting for your authentic love. But once a man begins to win, the battle for his authentic love, uh, this battle of his uh, sex drive, He, he has to then decide, what is the point and purpose of my life? You see, winning the battle of a meaningful life instead of losing the battle and living a senseless life. As we pointed out, what you believe about yourself is one of the most important things about you. So this is especially true for men because the battle in this arena revolves all around choosing whom to believe. On the one hand, the world is saying things, Satan is driving these things that, that are trying to get men to believe things about themselves, who they are and what they're like and so forth. And then on the other hand, you have God who says something totally different about who you are and why you're here on the face of this planet. And so when you develop a code of honor Uh, that guides how you live this code of honor is a direct result of what you believe about who you are so if you believe that you are not made alive in christ if you believe that his redemptive blood is incapable of setting you free and becoming a more masculine authentic honorable man if you believe that he does not have the power over sin and death and the things that hold you back if you believe that there's no heavenly, heavenly inheritance for you, then it's easy to live without a code of honor. And you can just kind of do whatever you want to fuel your own selfish desires, but in the end, this never ends well for them.
0: Uh, obviously, this is an important battle. I see many guys my age who are living senseless lives. They're really struggling to find a deep and, and meaningful reason for who they are and what life is meant to be. Uh, so. Why are men struggling to find a purpose and meaning in life?
1: Well, I I think, you know, things have shifted so much from uh, the philosophical foundation on how we discover who we are to Mm. where it's it's upside down now and it's really interfering with the process. These are ideologies prevalent in our current world, and um, I think these ideologies are terrified of real men. Uh, This is why everything is blamed on men. Uh, Everything is their fault. Men constantly hear these messages, so they start living life walking on eggshells, wondering what they will be accused of next or how it's gonna be their fault. And this, of course, makes a man feel like a boy instead of a man. when a boy stops living in a manner dictated by everyone else around him. So when he stops thinking, I'm gonna live a life in a manner dictated by everyone else around me, then he can start to become a man. When he starts making choices based on who he is, not what everybody is telling him to do, he begins to discover his masculine heart. And of course that comes from figuring out what your code of honor is. So what gives men meaning and purpose is when they live by a code of honor. And the masculine heart is set afire by a code of honor. All the innate drives fueled by testosterone can either have a positive or negative effect on your own life as a man and on those around you. And a negative effect of testosterone creates cognitive dissonance, shame, regret, self-hatred within a man. In other words, when you're being a man, but you're you're, uh, pushed into those negative uh, impacts Mm. of masculinity, then you lose your self-respect. See, you, you don't have anything that you can say, man, I'm so proud that I'm a man and what happens is if you can push all of those things into the positive side the positive effects of what it means to be a man that creates honor it creates self-respect it creates pride in oneself pride in who you are and showing up and the way god wired you and created you and so that's what a code of honor is all about it's the key to developing character and character is a thing that keeps all of your manly man drives out of negative impacts and keeps them in the positive impacts column
0: awesome well let's dig into the bible it is tuesday so we're going to do some bible study Uh Um, and let's see where these principles are taught and how we can understand them Uh, i'm going to read the first passage Um, that you wanted to talk about today, and that's Romans five, one through Mm five. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So how does this passage reveal the importance of fighting for our character?
1: Well obviously what he's talking about here is what is your attitude towards suffering I guess. And he kind of talks about when things go bad in your life and in the process he lays out A very specific principled argument and these principles are what help you figure out your masculine heart so let's break them down one at a time he starts out by saying we have been justified through faith and we have peace with God now remember peace with God means not a lack of conflict it means living in a way it was meant to be So this means your sense of who you are can be true and authentic because you're living the way you were meant to live and how you're designed to live. For instance, you know, you build a plane in your backyard or you build a plane or whatever. What are planes designed to do? Well, to fly. You know, if they just sit on the ground, they aren't fulfilling their purpose. Uh, Sports cars are designed to go fast, you know. Right. And you, you need to get them out there and go fast. You know, there's a story of of uh, this guy and uh, he uh, bought a really expensive sports car you know like a Lamborghini or something you know or some high end Ferrari or Bugatti or something like that and he's driving around town and it's not, ru- it's not running at all very good and so he takes it into the mechanic, the dealership bought it so the guy comes out and says, says well, you, know, I, you need to fix it he goes well there's nothing wrong with the car and he goes well yeah there is he goes it's not running well like he says no he says you're not driving it right yeah. he goes well, what do you mean he goes well look this engine is designed to warm up and run it you know thousands of rpms you know look at the red line you need to drive around town in first gear <laughs> right. don't, don't don't quit downshifting and running it so low because it's not designed for that so in a lot of ways i think men are being told to you know run low you know, low RPMs, you're not designed for that. And, and so what happens is Satan binds you, puts all these things and expectations on you. And so you're not at peace, you're not at peace with yourself, you're not at peace with God, because you have no idea what it means to be a man. Mm. And you have to remember, God created you, the male and female, so he created males, The biological process of testosterone that affects everything that you do, everything about you, what you value, turns you into man, causes you to have to shave, all those things are God-given. And so now can those things be directed by Satan to be harmful? Absolutely. And your goal is to figure out how to discover being peace with God. And so can you do it on your own? You can't. That's why it says we've been justified through faith And now we have peace with God. So that's what Christ did in our lives. So uh, the second thing is, is that now everything from this point that happens, now that you've got peace with God and you can know how you're supposed to live life and the whole point and purpose of your life, everything from that moment forward has a purpose to it. And that's what your hope's in You see, your hope is, is that there's nothing about my life that's meaningless. Everything has meaning and purpose in it. Now, it'll have different levels of meaning and purpose in it. Like, if you go out and you say, hey, I'm going to eat that chocolate cake after dinner, or I'm going to order dessert, you're thinking, okay, that has a little meaning into it, and I'm, you know, ate too much, and I'm going to have a hard time sleeping tonight. You know, that's totally different than being in another situation where, you know, you, you lose a job, or the company you started goes under, or... Uh, you make a bad decision on a deal that costs you, you know, tens of thousands or $100,000. You know, you, you hire somebody for your company and they turn out to have bad chemistry and they mess everything up and then you have to fire them. And, you know, so those things have more uh, meaning, I guess, or impact in your life. But the, the point of hope is, is that nothing has to be meaningless in my life anymore. And I'm going to have victories. I'm going to have defeats. But I'm fighting for my masculine heart, so nothing has to be meaningless. Even random acts of tragic stuff, you know, like a tornado comes through and rips your barn apart, you know, you thinking, Oh, that's crazy. But but it's in those difficulties, it's in that suffering where you can have hope. Everybody else is hopeless, you see? It's fate. You're a victim of the gods, you're it's scientific naturalism or scientific materialism, so There's no purpose or meaning behind it. Whereas you now have this hope that out of anything, God has the power to redeem it and something good could happen. Now, when you develop a code of honor, right? It basically, this is a strength of character. Then adversity takes on a whole new perspective for you. See, if you don't have a code of honor, you don't have strong character. Every time a curveball comes, you react to it like a boy. You don't act react to it like a man boys don't see any purpose in anything you know if they lose or something bad happens it's the end of the world right but a man sees it and he can have hope that there's some type of meaning that can even come out of this situation so character is the capacity to be strong in, in the midst of adversity to live by a code even when times are tough and that's how we become united with jesus and how we as men discover our purpose in him. So, as you see in this passage of scripture, it's all about looking at suffering and tragedies in a different way because that allows us to persevere and that perseverance is what sharpens and strengthens your spine and that's called character.
0: So, what's the battlefield the battlefield uh, of a meaningful life comes through the development of a character, right? So, yeah. what exactly is character?
1: Well, it's like you know, it's it's it's, your, it's that backbone. You know, it's that I. This is who I am. What I'm going to do, regardless. You know, first, it's a code that you have a code of honor that says I'm a man of honor, so I act, I make decisions, I treat people. With the code of honor, and you you know you think through that, and like a basic biblical principle that in the code of honor is the golden rule. You know I want to treat people as I want to be treated. So in business I'm not going to lie. You know I'm not going to hide up unfavorable things that might sink this deal. Right. You know because I don't want somebody trying to you know shyster me or try to deceive me. I, I want to try to uh, have good deals. so I'm, my code of honor is even if I'm gonna lose a deal I'm not gonna cross that line see, that's what a code of honor does a mm-hmm. code of honor is this is that no matter how upset or emotional my girlfriend or my wife gets no matter how much she tries to jab me into a fight you know I'm not gonna go raging on her. I'm just not gonna do that because that's not right you know um, so I need to control myself see so these are codes of honor when, when my boss makes an assumption or my partner makes an assumption and it's false and, it, and it's wrong, how do I deal with that? What am I gonna do? So what a code of honor does is it, it says, I'm gonna have a standard by which I conduct myself because this is who I am. This is who I want to be, this kind of man I'm, I am. And you can do that once you know you've been made alive through the redemptive act of Jesus Christ in your life. A lot of guys try and fail because they're trying to do it with their own willpower, which is never quite effective enough. You know, every man has a weakness. So the, the bottom line is character is all about core values that drive how you live your life. And instead of being pushed around by life, by people, by circumstances or events, you always seek to live in a way that gives you mastery over your environment. And this is why Paul says the first battlefield to discover this on is the battlefield of suffering. Because Satan is going to cause all these problems in your life, okay? And all these problems are going to come up to try to get you to not develop, you know, a strength of character. Uh, A great example of this is... um, in the movie Top Gun, you know, it came out what was that, 25 years ago or something? Something
0: so. like that, and the sequel just got pushed back further. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, which I'm interested to see how
1: they're going to develop that, you know. But, but in in the original movie, I think what was so great about it is this guy. He was up there. They call him Maverick. He's trying to fly to prove something, you know, right. because his dad. And, and uh, he his uh, buddy is Goose. And here's a funny little story: is when my Zach was young, you know, he's probably nine or ten. We we're driving around. I was like. I said something just off the cuff. I said, talk to me, Goose. And he got upset because I called him a goose. And I said, we need to watch Top Gun. Yep. <laughs> so, so we went and watched it. But um, uh, what happens in that movie, though, is that his cavalier attitude of always trying to win at all costs basically ends up in the death of his best friend, right. Goose. So Goose dies. And so what's interesting is that from that moment forward, at the end, when he's at, in an actual battle, you know, there's, there's a MiG, you know, a Russian MiG's coming around to get him in a line of fire, but he's the wingman for this guy. And he just says over, I'm not leaving my wingman. Mm. Now, even though I'm now vulnerable, I'm not leaving my wingman because I'm the only thing that's covering his back. So see, what went, he had a, a change of conviction. Right. And so a conviction is a part of your code of honor. And so where did that come from? It came from suffering. It came from loss. It came from a problem. And because of that, even when that Mig was coming around to kill him, you know, he persevered. He wouldn't let go of his conviction, right? Mm -hmm. He wouldn't do it. And in the end, that proved to be the right thing to do. So it resulted in character development in his life. And I think the reason why I'll probably be disappointed—I may not be—but I'm I'm assuming that I'll be disappointed in Maverick Two or Top Gun Two, because what happens is you see moral development within a character in a movie, and then and that's kind of the whole subplot is how this person grows and becomes who they were meant to become. But then in movie two. They gotta, they, revert they, it. they
0: gotta reset him, otherwise yeah. there's nowhere to grow. If yeah. he's if he's already become the perfect uh
1: Yeah. Whatever, it's like yeah. yeah, there's no you know, there's no drama in it. So it's just it kind of just ruins the first movie and you know, and so anyway, long short of that it has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But <laughs> the bottom line is this is that um when you live according to your character, when you live in this manner, regardless of whether or not anyone else sees, then you know that you have convictions now, and you're not a poser. You're not just trying to be accepted by everybody else. You're living your true and authentic self.
0: So this reminds me of a teaching in uh, Ephesians 4, where Paul tells us to live differently than everyone else um, in the world. Uh, let me let me read it for you guys really quick. Um, Ephesians 4, 17 through 24 So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed.
1: options and this is where the battle is being fought over your character and so your your fight club is all about how do i deal with the old way of thinking and the world around me because the world around me right now is completely darkened in its understanding their hearts are hard and it's it's completely insensitive because the culture around you the guys around you the, the the men who've reached the top are filled with sensuality and the goal is to indulge every kind of impurity. They're full of greed. So he says, that's not how you're gonna find your true self because you did not learn Jesus in this way or in this manner. Mm. What you've been taught is that the way to win the battle for your character, to have a code of honor that is incorruptible and unmovable, and that is is that you need to put away the things that deceive you so that means you got to embrace truth about who you are and who you're called to be and how the world really works you can't make up well you know it's okay to lie now and then you right know, um, it's okay to fudge here it's okay to do this it's okay to be selfish in these situations well when you get in that game you you just have a, a spin it just takes so much energy you know right. Charles Spurgeon an old preacher he said there's a guy in a village and he didn't want to cut his own firewood. So he would wake up in the middle of the night and he'd go around the village and steal a part of everybody else's firewood. Mm. And one day an elderly gentleman kind of called him out and he says, you know what's so funny about this? He goes, what's that? He goes, you have to force yourself to get up in the middle of the night and then you walk through everybody's woodpile in the entire village. He goes, it would take less energy to go out to the woodpile, cut your own, and bring it back. <laughs> you're, you're working hard, harder In the middle of the night right when when it would be easier just to be an honest person and that's what your world is doing today it's just full of greed full of craziness all upside down and what i think is really interesting in this is that strong character living by a code of honor is not simply learning how to act differently it's not well i should act this way right because that's the way i'm supposed to act that's not what it's about notice how he says You must be made new in the attitude of your mind so it is a total mind shift it's a total transformation and that is my code of honor is all about really strong character it's about a brand new way of looking at the world and how i interact with it i um i I like how c.s lewis says you know as a man you stand up and you stick out your chest Mm. you know uh, there's another psychologist from Canada, he says that you need to stand tall and face the, the world in front of you. And I think the difficulty is, is in our world today is nobody is applying these biblical principles that Paul talked about, Jesus talked about, and that is, is that you're called to be a man and that means you're called to stand up straight and march forward into this chaotic world filled with evil, filled with deception and you're to chart your own course. And you can't do that on your own because it's you'll deceive yourself. So you have to be made new in Christ first. You have to be made alive from spiritual death. You have to be justified so that you have peace with God. And once that happens, then you can say aha this is what i've been taught and this is what i know now of how i march forward and i'm going to live based on what god says about me i believe that over what satan says about me or the world says i believe that and because i believe that i'm going to live that way and that's called mastery of self and when you start living that way you will not only experience true masculinity but you will have a heart that is filled with meaning and purpose. You will have won the battle and you will have victory as a man.
0: Well, I think these are all really amazing points. I'm really excited about this week's topic of this code of honor and character. Um, we're going to continue talking about this on Thursday um, a little bit more, right? Yes. Um, and then obviously it all wraps up on Sunday, and I believe Zach's preaching this week, right? Yes,
1: Zachary Peak is going to be speaking this week on Code of Honor, Character. Yeah.
0: Well, we are excited to continue discussing this more on Thursday. We hope you guys join us here on the Salty Pastor.
1: Blessings, everyone.